It's Health Naturally. Dennis Stewart is with us today. And Belinda from Swansea joins us. Good afternoon, Belinda. Hi, how are you going? Hi, Dennis. Hello, Belinda. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. How can we help you? Well, look, I am suffering terribly from these menopausal symptoms. Yes. I used to be an absolutely brilliant sleeper. Yes. Eight hours a night without fail, wake up feeling refreshed, ready to tackle the day. Yes. The, the, the hot flushes and the palpitations that I'm experiencing throughout the day aren't so much an issue because they come, they go, it's all over and done with. But the interrupted sleep at night is really getting me down. Okay. I'm awake every, every hour okay. thereabouts. Well, obviously, your insomnia or sleeplessness is related to what's happening to you hormonally. So I'm going to recommend, I recommend two things to you that uh, should give you some relief. The first thing is seek to address the hormonal factor. Obviously, your hormone levels are depleting, your estrogen levels dropping. Uh, all that hormonal chaos that happens, I shouldn't say chaos, that hormonal change that happens with, with menopause... What I suggest you do to start off with, um, go to your pharmacy or your health food store and get hold of a little product called Femarin, F-E-M-A-R-E-N, Femarin or Femarin. Now, why do I recommend that? Yes, I recommend that product because it is based on the idea that there are a bracket of herbs, Asian and European, which contain estrogen-like substances. They're not estrogens. They're what are called phytoestrogens. That is, they tend to mimic the effect of the female hormone. That's putting it simply. And femorin is a combination of phytoestrogenic remedies that have a reputation of benefit in dealing with female uh, menopausal symptoms. One of my uh, first students um, developed that product. I'll not mention names, but a very, very astute uh, practitioner and formulator of formulations. He developed that as he has developed many other products in that excellent so-called fusion range. Get hold of that wow. and start get, get hold and uh, start to take that. But at the same time, for the sleeplessness, um, get hold of some Kava, K-A-V-A, while you're at the pharmacy or health food store. Carver uh, has three indications in natural medicine. It is used, depending on its dose, for anxiety, depression, and insomnia. And insomnia responds well to it when it is taken, say, last thing before retiring at night, um, taking a tablet or two of Carver could give you uh, a better sleep than what you're getting. I can vouch for the effect of Carver because I have used it myself in periods of stress and insomnia, um, both those products are available, they're legal, they're over-the-counter, they're not expensive. Take the femorin as directed across the day to handle, if you like, the hormonal factor. Take the carver at night to induce uh, some benefit in sleep. Now, I happen to know that you've had an involvement with honey and bees for a while. I have, I have Haven't indeed. You? I have indeed. We've got an apiarist with us now, Joe from Belfield. Hello, Joe, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you, Dennis? Hello, Joe, how are you doing? Very good, thanks. But I got you started off talking about itches um, and rashes and yes, stuff, yes. and uh, I thought about uh, bee stings. Have you any sort of a knock-up stuff I can put into a spray bottle or or something to carry with me when I'm with people? You know, well, bees. Well, well, interest, in, interestingly enough, apis a p i s apis is the basis of a homeopathic potency, um, and it, it is used in medicine. 
and I've used it myself in this regard, to treat symptoms similar to those that a bee sting would induce. Now, you know what happens when people get stung by bees. You and I have been frequently stung by them, but probably you're developing a degree of resistance or immunity to it, as I am. I was out at, uh, looking at my hives the other day at, at, at Rothbury, and I'm, they're usually fairly docile, but uh, for some reason I got hit by about 30 stings in about 30 seconds. didn't knock me about too much. Uh, I didn't react to it, but you know that some people, when they get stung by bees, will swell up like they've been in the ring with Cassius Clay. Um, so uh, Apis, interestingly, is used to treat symptoms of disease characterised by swelling. And I'll give uh, listeners an interesting uh, um, case here because before I come back to your your question, many years ago I treated a Canadian gentleman in my rooms uh, in Gosford um, and he presented and uh, in the waiting room um, all he did was stand up, which was unusual because there were seats there. So when he came in to see me, um, he was still standing up in my consulting room and I said, well, look, sit down. He said, I can't. I said, why can't you sit down? He said, because my testicles are the size of um, of cricket balls. And I thought he was only having me on, but I can assure you they were. And apart from using very high doses of prednisone or steroid over the years, uh, he had not been able to resolve this situation. I'd never treated it before, but the thing that astonished me was the uh, the swelling, the, the enlargement and the fluid retention there. So I thought straight away of APIS, A-P-I-S, and I prescribed it in a homeopathic potency. Now, a potency means a very, very, very dilute preparation of bee venom, so dilute that it would be perhaps even difficult to locate it. But I prescribed it in what I think it was what's called the 6X potency. Within 48 hours, that guy rang me back and thought that I was some messianic character because the condition had completely resolved. His testicles were back to normal size. He didn't use, didn't have to use a steroid, and he took back to Canada with him enough of the homeopathic potency of Apis probably to cover any future episodes, which I hope to goodness he didn't experience any further. So Apis, for the sake of listeners, is used homeopathically for addressing symptoms of, of disease characterised by symptoms that would be similar to that which a bee sting would cause. Now, to come back to your situation, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, carrying around um, a preparation like that is not really going to address the acute and perhaps dangerous level of symptomatology that a person could experience if they were severely stung by a bee. Outside of carrying, as you know, outside of carrying around with you some decent antihistamines, I don't think, and perhaps even an EpiPen if you're severely reactive to bee stings, there's nothing that I would recommend to address the actual sting of a bee, even in a homeopathic potency. Sorry. Oh, fantastic. No, it's good to know. I just thought, well, if it was a natural um, well, product or not. Well, what, what, you should, what you should do now, Joe, as a matter of interest, is when you're in the pharmacy or health food stores, just cruise around and look at the homeopathic preparations that might be there and how many of them contain apis. Usually it's around a 6X or 6C potency. It's a very, very popular uh, remedy. And years ago, in fact, when I was teaching homeopathy, I used to manufacture my own tincture of apis by massacring, I'd use that term, massacring my bees and uh, pounding them up and soaking them in alcohol and making the tincture from which we then made the potencies. I don't do that now. I love fallen in love with my bees, even though they haven't fallen in love with me. By the way, I think 
Joe, it's going to be a very early season up where we, where we are. You're listening to Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. Our topic today, we're having a talk about homeopathy. Now, is homeopathy the same as herbalism? No, very good question, um, Dave. Herbalists can sometimes use the same herbs that a homeopath would use, but overall, herbalists tend to work with dried herbs. And getting, looking at stinging nettle, for instance, a homeopath and a herbalist would both use stinging nettle. The difference, however, is this. A homeopath would use the green potentially toxic head of the stinging nettle and make a homeopathic potency, as we have discussed already. A herbalist would use the herb but would wait until it was dried. When the herb was dried, a lot of the toxic constituent in the herb dissipates, so it's perfectly safe. And a herbalist would use uh, stinging nettle to treat diseases other than that which the homeopath would use. So it is fair to say that homeopaths and herbalists will sometimes use the same herb, but generally speaking, herbalists use it in a safe, dried form and in a particular dosage to address diseases that homeopaths would not prescribe the potency for. Um, That's the first principle, generally speaking. The other thing about uh, herbalism is herbalism tends to be practised by more non-medical people. I said earlier that homeopathy was practised most widely, particularly in Europe, by medical practitioners. Not so much in this country, but it has always been more medically practised than by lay people. Whereas herbalism, or herbal medicine if we call it that, particularly in English-speaking countries, has been practised essentially by non-medical people, such as myself, naturopaths and persons trained outside of the mainstream medical environment. So there is a difference in the way in which the herb is used, the conditions for which the herb is used, and those that practice both homeopathy and herbal medicine. Keeping in mind, however, that persons such as myself and many other of my colleagues would work eclectically using, where appropriate, um, homeopathy, um, but mainly majoring on, uh, if we're herbalists, the use of the herb in a dried form, in a traditional way, which is guaranteed very, very significant safety in using the herb that way. Before we move on from homeopathy, why the criticism associated with homeopathy? There is a lot of criticism. Some have even claimed that it is placebo because this idea of taking the toxic herb, say the fresh stinging nettle, and then taming it by diluting its potency over a number of dilution steps, some have taken it to the point where the potency that is developed is so high that it is virtually impossible, impossible to explain any benefit from that potency based on the presence of any chemical from the herb because it has become so dilute that it's impossible to find anything of the herb, not only the herb, or the mineral in that. And so some have claimed that it's a placebo. Now, I'm not going to enter into that, but essentially homeopathy is considered by some to perhaps have gone too far in that direction. But let me say again, to those out there, maybe medical people that are listening to me, there's an excellent work written by a British medical practitioner called Anthony Campbell. He is a graduate of mainstream medicine and also a graduate of the Faculty of Homeopathic Medicine in England. And he wrote a book which I've used in my lecturing career and still read frequently entitled The Two Faces of Homeopathy. And what he argues is that a lot of the criticism from mainstream has been caused 
homeopathy has left some of its original roots and has taken the concept of potentization too far and to an extent has removed itself from the basic principle of like cures like. Now, I know that might sound a little bit esoteric, but for any medical people listening out there, get hold of that book written by this very articulate and astute British medical practitioner, medically trained, trained also in homeopathy, Anthony Campbell, two faces of homeopathy. That, in my opinion, will put paid to a lot of the controversy and criticism that some, mainly from the medical field, have raised in reference to homeopathy. Carol's joining us from Stockton. Carol, your husband has some pain, a lot of pain with his hands through arthritis. Is this correct? Uh, yes, he does, yes. Hello, Carol. Hello, Dennis. How are you? Um, well, indeed. It's, it's uh, restricted to his hands? Mainly his hands, yes. He can't even make a fist anymore. Okay. You know, it's just so painful. And it is rheumatoid arthritis or osteo... Well, we don't know. Okay. We're, we're just assuming it's okay. arthritis because it's come on reasonably quickly as okay. well. Sounds as though it's a fair amount of inflammatory activity there, but... Without uh, taking the case or seeing your husband, I'll make two recommendations that uh, are not expensive. In fact, one of the recommendations is that I'm going to send you a container of my Glucosiplex product for your husband to start using. That will be free of charge from the station. And Glucosiplex was developed by me for my patients uh, quite a few years ago now and has proven to be a very useful device in particularly addressing some of the degenerative aspects of arthritis, uh, mainly osteo, but in glucosaplex there are also some useful anti-inflammatory agents as well. So at the end of our discussion, you hang on and the producer will take your name and address and I will get my staff today or on Monday to send you and your husband a container of my glucosaplex. Uh, but as well as that, what I think you also need, need to do is get to your pharmacy or your health food store, get him started on high doses of the fish oils. Okay. Now he I needs... just buy him some turmeric. We, we yes. just start I... on the turmeric. And I think that's an excellent suggestion. Now, remember with turmeric, there is turmeric and turmeric. Turmeric is the herb. Curcumin is the active principle in the herb. So you're much better off getting a turmeric preparation that has a guaranteed level of curcumin. Okay, right? this one says curcumin longer extract. Okay, um, without seeing without without seeing, and I can't mm. contact, I can't yep. um, comment on it. But look for comments like um, uh, contains a synergist or um, contains an agent which promotes assimilation. Because with curcumin in the turmeric, it can be uh, reluctantly taken up by the body unless it comes in conjunction with other synergists, such as, for instance, say, black pepper or bromelain. Oh, uh, yep. So uh, you're on the right track, though, and uh, you need to be on that. But curcumin in the turmeric, as listeners would know from my previous comments on it, is a very useful agent. So get him on that. It, it is a useful, mild, competitive anti-inflammatory and perhaps analgesic agent and also start him on high doses of the fish oils at least three grams a day keeping in mind that the fish oils are mainly to do with rheumatoid arthritis the inflammatory phenomena and you need to have him on that for quite some time before it kicks in when it kicks in however there should be a useful continuation of benefit so summing it up hang on give the producer your name and address We'll send you some glucosaplex powder and you'll get back and let us know how you're going and keep him on the curcumin product and um, also start on the fish oils. Um, that should put you somewhere in the ballpark of benefit. 
Righto. What about sinus issues? Let's talk about that today. Mel joins us from YE. Hello, Mel. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Uh, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm a chronic sinus sufferer, yes, especially yes. when it's windy. Now, I've just gone on um, garlic and horseradish. Yes, You've yes. also mentioned echinacea. Do mm. you take both or one? Okay. Um, you've started on, on a good combination. Horseradish and garlic um, are useful in the right dosage to manage particularly the, the chronic level of this condition. I presume yep. you've had this condition for some time? Yes, I have. Okay. Now, with horseradish and garlic, because they are gentle remedies, uh, they do take a little while to assert themselves, but mm-hmm. particularly the horseradish, it contains a very fascinating chemistry, um, which I re- really only found out about probably 20-odd years ago. It, it's, it contains what are called mustard oil glycosides, and these substances work like a natural antibiotic. So horseradish is a very useful agent for addressing chronic recurring episodes of sinus infection. And the garlic, of course, is an ideal running mate. In your situation, with your history, I'd be suggesting you stay with that uh, mm-hmm. and, and take it in conjunction with some vitamin C. That's got vitamin C in them as well. Well, you're on the right track there. Now, with the, with the echinacea, I'm a great fan of echinacea, as you would know, but um, where do you live? You live at YE. Yes. Okay. Look, there's a little compounding, well, I say little, a lovely young pharmacy chap who works at the Chittaway Bay uh, Pharmacy. He's a compounding pharmacist, and mm-hmm. he, he has a dispensary. Uh, he, was, he was trained by me. Uh, he would be able to put together for you a liquid compound on the, uh, based on the following. Have you got a pencil and paper? I have. Okay. The herbs that I normally prescribe in liquid form for chronic sinusitis are as follows. Echinacea, golden, yep. seal, golden seal. Yep. Eyebright. Eyebright. Yes, eyebright. As in eyebright. Yes, eyebright. And, yep. and elder. Yeah. Now, what I would do, I would make a, a beeline for Chittaway Bay Pharmacy. It's in the, just near the roundabout there. Um, Sam's the gentleman's name. Uh, Mention my name. He's a pharmacist, knows what he's doing, has a dispensary. I'd make a beeline there and get that preparation made up and run past him what I've said about the other things you're taking to get yes. his advice on dosage, etc. Chittaway Bay compounding pharmacist. Look for Sam, who's a medical herbalist as well as an excellent pharmacist. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mel. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Kim's with us now from Singleton. You'd like to talk about uh, osteoarthritis, Kim? Yes, unfortunately, I'm a sufferer. And my question is, well, my situation is, I cannot take chondroitin and glucosamine. They don't agree with me. Okay. And I am not going to take those great big football-sized tablets of oil. I just can't get them down. And at the moment, I'm taking red krill. Now, can someone explain, please, how do you know what's right for you? Okay, look, if it's it's osteoarthritis, I I would be um, doing it a little bit differently. If you can't handle the glucosamine chondroitin type of, of approach, I would suggest that you take on board the Blackmore's celloid, C-E-L-L-O-I-D, the Blackmore's celloid approach. I don't know that one. I'll explain it to you and to listeners to address osteoarthritis. Now, um, listeners should be aware of the fact that there was a gentleman who was called Morris Blackmore, 
and he was the founder of Blackmores. Blackmores is an outstanding, successful, and very ethical natural health companies you know and I'm proud. He's from where I come from well, and my friend used to work for him so I know a lot well, about that course. Yeah. Good people and I, I yep. pride myself on the fact that I've helped and worked and, and um, developed products for that excellent company for many many years. Now Morris Blackmore developed what was called mineral therapy and he um, was based on the European ideas that um, mineral deficiency in the body particularly some of the essential minerals associated with our structure, that if there were a deficiency or a greater need for some of those minerals, that could precipitate symptoms of disease, things like osteoarthritis, etc. So he developed this mineral therapy, and in one of his books, which I still use, what we know as practitioners as the Brown Book, in inverted commas, written by Morris Blackmore, in the section dealing with osteoarthritis, there were two minerals which I prescribe and prescribe frequently. I can't think of how many uh, patients I would not have put on this preparation. The two minerals, I'll give you their code names and then I'll sure. tell you how you can access them. The first one is sodium phosphate and it's abbreviated SP96. Now I know that sounds left field and esoteric, but I'll explain that in a moment. SP obviously means sodium phosphate. 96 has to do with the number of tablets in the container. And then the next preparation is called silica, known as S79. Okay. Now, they're known as celloids, and those products uh, are only available from practitioners. They're not retail products because they're products that are supplied to practitioners who are trained to use the mineral therapy approach. So what I'm going to suggest you do, you live at Singleton, you could easily procure these inexpensive uh, supplements by going to Bowen's Natural Therapy Centre in Cumberland Street, Cessnock. Now, that's not far from where you are. Mm. I can get from my place in Cessnock to Singleton in about 20 minutes. Go to Bowen's Natural Therapy Centre in Cumberland Street, Cessnock, just up from Goldman's Produce Store. Go in there, tell them you've spoken to me. They will be able to supply from my dispensary those products to you which can be supplied by practitioners. Do that. They're, they're tablets, they're easy to take, they're inexpensive, and they would give you something additional to what you're presently taking. Let's go to Belmont. Marcia, Marcia, you're with us now. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, Dennis. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Marcia. How can we help you? Look, my son, yes. I mean, he, he's a very gullible yes. person. Yes. He's been told yes. to order online these tablets called, it's B-A-C-O-P-A. Bacopa Monera. Yeah, now, yeah. is that safe or anything? I always worry about well, things like wh this. Why is he taking it? Well, it's supposed to help him with a bit more alert to okay. different things. And... The Copa is is one of what's called the so-called Brahmi, B-R-A-H-M-I, Brahmi remedies, that, were, yes. that have been made popular in the West because of their use in South Asia. They were made very popular in Ayurvedic medicine, and they're usually prescribed in conjunction with another herb called Gotchicola, which is also known as Centella Asiatica. Now, before your son orders those, tell him to contact my rooms on, yes. at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, and I will send to him the papers that I have written on Bacopa Moniera and Gotchicola, and that will give him an indication of how those two herbs can be sometimes usefully used to promote focus and concentration. Before he buys them on net, contact me. I'll give you a number, 49... Five, oh, sorry, six. Dennis, can I just write this yeah, down? You'll have to be quick. 
You're I right. Will, I will. I will. Four nine. Yes. Five six. Two three two one, and they'll send to you free of charge the papers that I've written, and then he can determine whether that product is suitable for him or not. It's easily procured in this country. You don't have to buy it on the net. Okay. Thank you, Marcia. And it is safe. It's safe if it's used in accordance with its indications, and it's okay. safe. It's safe if it's made in Australia because it would have had to go through the Therapeutic Goods Administration. Okay, then, look, thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you. And our last call of the day, Jody. good afternoon. Hi, how are you going? Hello, Jody. You get uh, cold sores regularly, do you? My eight-year-old son does. Okay. Uh, as you know, cold sores uh, is herpes simplex, and yep. so, some of the best results I get are associated with administering a combination known as Astragalus 8. I can't elaborate on it because my time has gone, but Astragalus 8 should be available from your pharmacies in Singleton, it is now a product that I believe um, is owned by Blackmores. I believe it is. Um, it's an excellent product, and um, I get good results in building up prophylaxis or prevention to the cold sores. Right. Okay. He seems to get them all the time. Well, this is the reason for using the astragalusate. Also, make sure when you're at the pharmacist, you get some lysine, L-Y-S-I-N-E. You take those two substances administer to him, get the pharmacist to explain the dosage, and I'd be very surprised if he didn't get some benefit. Excellent. Hopefully some good news there for him, Jody. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Jody. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for giving us a call. And to all our callers, thank you so much. We like to do this every Friday afternoon from midday to one with Dennis Stewart. Thank you so much. We ran out of time. There was more we could have talked about. Oh, homop- well, we'll homop- do it again, Dave. We'll do it again. We will most well, certainly. It was a good program, though, wasn't it? Well done. Excellent calls and uh, really good. I enjoyed it. You have a lovely seven days. We'll see you next thank time. Thank you, mate.